0: The floor, the floor. Teresa, the floor. What's are
1: going to do? With the first pick in the 2008 WNBA draft, the Los Angeles Sparks select
2: Candace Parker. The first pick in the 2011 WNBA draft, the Minnesota Lynx select Maya Moore from the University of Connecticut.
1: edition your bi-weekly WNBA podcast brought to you by Sports Ethos and Outlet Paths. My name is Corey. We got the full crew together today. We haven't had, it, it feels weird. We actually haven't done a show, like all of us together in a while. It feels like a it's while. Wild.
3: It's it's a comeback. Hasn't happened. Missed it. Missed you all.
1: Comeback
0: season in the works.
3: Uh, but, you know, crews brought together. Everything everything feels right with the world.
1: Right. I mean, we've been off because bailey has been doing the interviews and we we were in that kind of weird lull space where we didn't have current content until the draft, but the next week we're kind of getting into preview season because all of a sudden it was like one of those weird things that after the tournament ended, you didn't have anything. And then it's like, we're only a few weeks away from the season now. So definitely, definitely back now. So it'll be good to get back into things. We still have a couple more interviews coming from Bailey series. So uh, definitely check those out, but yeah, it's good to be back. Carissa, how are you?
2: I'm good. You?
1: good good you were the only one that hadn't talked yet I feel jumped in early so I didn't want to not let everyone know how you were doing but uh, we're good so today we're we're just gonna kind of cover the draft that, that's that's the biggest thing obviously that's been happening uh, lot to, I, I feel like a lot to talk about from last night like nothing terribly crazy I Bailey I, I know that you and I were watching it together and I came away from it in the moment with some hotter takes that like after I sat and thought about them overnight and stuff, I I feel like I feel a little bit differently. How? I'll start with you before we get into like any more specific things. What do you, what were your, like, how do you feel a a day later? That draft was pretty bad. What do you mean? Like the coverage or the draft itself?
0: I think the, the coverage and the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? The coverage and the, Production and the execution around it was really very lackluster. Yeah. The draft picks, those weren't terrible. There weren't many that I thought were real big head scratchers, even after, you know, the first three that we all pretty much thought were guaranteed, and it was was fine. You know, there's a little bit of drama. Some people slipped. Some people rose. But that's, that's a given. That's part of the draft. But I thought the production did not focus on what it needed to focus on and really value these ladies as they got drafted. I really don't think it was really kind of an injustice to the moment and to the players as they make this next step in their career. And in the moment when we were watching, I – was kind of picking up on that. But after I sat back and thought about it further prepping for this, like I saw some people call it the worst draft ever. I don't know if I'm going to say all that, but it was definitely, definitely a letdown to me, given the fact that the W had talked about or has talked about, you know, trying to change their coverage and social work and all these things, By that means, social media work, not the actual social work, um, but things like that. And I feel like there was just, really a letdown
1: yeah uh, this was the first one i've actually watched live like i know last year we covered it and did stuff but even then i wasn't like i was actually just watching twitter last year i don't actually this is the first time i've actually watched the production of it and uh i definitely walked away disappointed in that i thought it could have been better. i thought like it looked like the environment for the people there was probably cool. I, I remember shouting that out to you last night. Like, for the players that were there and stuff like that, I thought that was actually like, that looked like it was a, probably a pretty cool time. But uh-huh. in terms of actually spotlighting the coverage that mattered, like, I, I remember there was at one point where you and I called out, or you specifically called it out, and I agreed with you that it's like, we're sitting here talking about, uh, like, when Niara got drafted, and I understand that they're trying to compare it to her sister or, or whatever, but they're showing highlights of Enrique. And then, like, it was just, everything was very strange. I, I, I I thought it could have been much better. I negotiated Holly Rowe, but I feel like that was the. I think that was the most common thing that I saw even called out too was just the coverage from her could have been better as well. So yeah,
0: yeah, her her questions were either to me really boring or flat, or just really didn't fit in a draft moment. Like when Ryan Howard went first overall and asking her about Terrence Clark. Like, I, I don't think you do that. Or when Nas Hillman got drafted at 15 and she asked about, like, getting cut. Like, the, the, those aren't questions you ask, in my opinion, at this moment. Because Ryan was already, you know, happy and uh, visibly emotional, though, you know, overwhelmed. And then asking her another such emotional question to me was not a proper follow-up. And then I didn't really... I didn't really think that Holly was really connected to the energy and the trends going on. Like when she talked to Destiny Henderson about her fit, she called it threads. When is the last time somebody called something threads? I mean, I mean, a, like,
3: wasn't that a clothing store way
0: back in the day? I don't know, but it, it that is you know, with all due respect to Holly, the the term's a little dated, and I think that some of her questions were, you know, kind of. Like I said, just not – they didn't fit. And (laughs) Holly Rowe is really good at what she does. I'm not, like, taking away from her and her grind and her career because she is a very talented reporter. But I don't think what her approach to last night was what it needed to be for that night. And, you know, if she comes back with a different approach, if she does it again next year in the future, I think she's completely capable and fine being in that space. I just don't think what she brought last night – was what we needed, and then I know we'll probably get into this more. But my, I I really feel like not showing all the pics, um, even a like at home cam, because I've seen some at home cam pictures or videos today from more like local reporters, and that's really cool. We all loved that when they did that, but they nixed it, and I think that really took away from some of the value and some of the appeal and even some of the content, like. When we think back on last year's draft, we think about like Michaela's grandma and we think about the people celebrating with her. And, you know, there's all these moments that came from those draft cams. So just because people aren't in attendance in person, they're still getting drafted. They're still one of 36 players picked. And I think they should all be, you know, at least shown equally, even if they're not all being able to be there and ask questions on the spot or doing it like show their reactions to getting their name called show you know, a little bit about them instead of, instead of in the second round, it was like, they showed like pick 14, 15, 16 on, or not for, we'll say 16, 17, 18 on the board. Then they talked to 19 cause 19 was there or whatever. Like it was just very, uh, very chaotic. And then the, the commentator crew of, I guess it was Rebecca and Ryan weren't even acknowledging them as they were, as they were like the bottom would show they were going, but they weren't even acknowledging all these things. It was just, they focused so much on, like, trying to hit the marketing value. They played a lot of commercials. They played all these different things and got away from what makes – what they were there for, in my opinion. They got too caught up in the rest of it. And it's so interesting because coming into the draft, you saw, you know, the girls are at the Rucker. They're making trips around the, the city, and they turn the Empire State Building Orange, and they've got all these flyers and stuff around talking about it. And I'm like, oh, they're setting this up really well. And then to me, they just completely fumbled the draft itself.
1: Yeah, no, I don't really have much else to add on to that, Chris. I, I, I think you chimed in a little bit, but either either of you have any thoughts on on, on, on the, like, the production value and everything like that before you get into the actual picks?
2: Yeah, I agree. It was a mess. Um, I'm honestly tired of seeing Holly Rowe, and it's like Bailey said, no disrespect to her and her career, but mm-hmm. – There's definitely some new faces that could be on the board besides Ryan and um, LaChina and Rebecca Lobo and Holly Rowe. People who are actually close to the game besides them, like people of color, people who have played the game not 30 years ago. Like it's they can do better. And the whole camera following, like I got what they were trying to do, but people were in the way the whole time. And, like, Holly, she's not the type to, obviously, since that video of the South Carolina championship game, like, she doesn't pick up on social cues. Like, if you're not vibing with somebody, don't touch me. (laughs) Like, if you're not catching, like, a sort of vibe, don't ask that type of question. Don't, like, she's very touchy when she doesn't really know people.
0: Yeah. And I think, you know, and, and it's interesting to me because, W Twitter has been very, very, very outspoken, and they're talking about liking when Andrea Carter's on or when Monica Minut is on or these different pairings in these different groups. And I would say Holly gets mostly not so great reviews. And I'm just like, do they pay attention at all to any of this? Like, do they look at what the people are talking about? Like, do they, what does their social assessment look like? And, you know, what, is that something they're going to change going forward? Because, once again, the the the, the four are very talented. I love Ryan on the games. I He's been the voice of some iconic calls, and he's very passionate about that, and I really appreciate what he does on the games. And I like Rebecca on the games for the most part when she's not doing, like, college games. Mm-hmm. But, like, these situations, I'm not sure if they were the best options. I think they were just most, you know – Maybe most, I don't want to say stereotypical, but the most regular options.
3: No, but yeah, that's, like, all I saw on Twitter, man. Um, Everybody who was watching the draft, you could just see on that side, like, how awful the production is. And that's kind of been, like, a note of the WNBA for how many years now, right? Like, they just kind of always consistently get in their own way. Um, And, like, this is just another kind of showing of that.
1: I was just gonna say that, I, and this doesn't this this part doesn't fall on a W. I think it more falls on ESPN. Whenever you said, do, do they hear what the people are talking about? Whenever they're complaining about Holly Rowe, I, I think what we learned this. I don't think they care. Honestly, I don't think that matters. I, I mean, I, it should probably, but like, and this is not the same. She she is not she's not she didn't do anything like this. But like. Look at the Adam Schefter stuff. He's made six different mistakes this year that are just absolutely cringe and awful and, and they're just like, Cool, here's a multi million dollar contract. They they're clearly seeing things differently
0: than we are. Yeah, and I you know, she hasn't made any That's what I mean. It's not the same, like, but it's a lot the well, same level of deafness. What I was gonna say, like she hasn't made any unforgivable mistakes like Adam Schefter has. I think a lot of his were. But that being said, like if if your fan if your target fan base or your most consistent fan base is constantly looking and saying like we don't really care for her on there, then obviously you can keep her there, but you know, maybe minimize it, you know, lessen it a little bit. I'm and again, I'm not trying to like take Holly Rose back. I'm not trying to remove her completely from the equation, but I I just didn't like what we saw last night and I know a lot of other people didn't and And it was the first time for me that there's really been something from her that I didn't care for, but I, you know, I've never been blown away by anything she's done either. So. let's get into something a
1: little bit more positive. Let's actually talk about the picks. I I, I don't mind that we started there because I do think that that was probably the biggest topic that came out from last night, but all in all, it was, I actually walked away pretty positive. I'm going to start with a team that we generally like to, uh, Talk negative about and I after I was on the call with the league last week I was walking away pretty negative and after pick number six I was super negative right or was it yeah six whenever they when Indiana took Lexi Hall if you switch the order of these picks around and the, you and you tell me that they end up with Melissa Smith Emily Angsler and move Destiny there and then Queen is it Queen Ag- Ebo 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 yeah Ebo I'm not Ebo? sure if
0: it's, Ebo or Ebo I'm not sure. Okay. Clean Ebo. Uh, it's Lexi not Hall. Eggbo.
1: I know that. No, much. I know. I know. I know. Uh, Lexi Hall. And then like, if, so if you, if you can move Destiny into one of those first round picks and then move Lexi into the second round, I'm pretty ecstatic if I'm a Fever fan today. That Like, I, I'm, I'm not saying you're going to be winning the chip in the next five years or anything like that, but that's a much more interesting team than they were 24 hours ago. I think that they knew what they were looking for and they're, they're working on building some sort of a culture. I like, I I was telling Bailey moving up like the entire time that they seemed of any team, the most enamored with Anxler. And I think that she fits like kind of a, kind of an interesting need there. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty interested to watch them. I still think they're probably going to be by far the worst team in the league, but definitely a step in a direction for the first time. And I don't even know how long.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. And they love throwing curveballs with single-digit picks. Seems to be a trend. But – and the thing about it is you talk about the order of their picks. But at the end of the day, the players they drafted are still a really strong group. And while the order maybe is head-shaking, like – I mean, it's, apparently it's just, everyone – apparently
1: they knew something that we didn't because we everyone, it seemed after the tournament run, thought that Destiny Henderson was going to be a first-round pick lock, guarantee, all of that. And they get her a 20. Yeah,
0: I I, I can't be mad at that. Yeah. And I really, really wonder why she slipped.
2: Well, it's because if you look at her season in her the last few years overall, that was her career high Mm -hmm. in the last game of the year. She hasn't really stood out that much since. But
1: I feel like – and I feel like you and I talked about this, Chris, when we did our draft pod beforehand. I thought that she was a name that you and I had talked about as like that back end of the first round type of deal, right? So I figured that she was probably a first rounder. I'm not going to say that she necessarily should have been like at that pick at six or at that pick at – but like I thought that she was a first round. So I think getting her at 20 is is good value. You know what I mean?
2: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree. 20 at 20 is good, but she – I would have been surprised if she
3: would have went any further. Fair. Yeah, some, I saw some some tweets about it. Is it? Was some of it height stuff too? Like being five, what seven? Could be. Is that? Yeah. Uh, like I saw some stuff about that, but more than anything, what Indiana did, I I don't I can't call it good. I can't call it bad. Like it was just weird. It was odd their their kind of thought process like what how they go about their like draft picks, uh but you said it like they got good basketball players like none of them are really bad it's just it's just always interesting with indiana fever man it's they always find a way to like kind of make you scratch your head a little bit but like in some world i can see this work
1: uh so yeah We'll see. We'll see what I happens. I mean, but most of that world involves the next two drafts also hitting, right? And But, yeah. like, but that was always the plan. So, like, you can't really kill them for – it's the same way that we're like, well, like, whenever you're talking about results and, like, I want to see them win this game. Well, you, they can't draft the 2023 and 2024 draft classes until they're here. So, we can't really, like – they took the first step, and I don't mind the first step. Yeah,
0: right. No. And I, I definitely think they drafted, what, five players? More than right. that. I didn't, I didn't
1: mention – uh, amisha williams holiday or ali patberg because oh, they were in the third round and uh, exactly. I, we're we're operating i'm not i'm not coming into this discussion today i guess i should have said this ahead of time but we're up we're not going to sit here and talk about well who's not going to make the team because honestly who uh, I, that's not productive to me so right, we're yeah, operating under the, under the assumption that all of these people are making it but realistically you also can't roster seven rookies uh, it's, right. They so right
0: yeah but including those other two just to kind of assess their entire thing like I think they had one of the stronger drafts. I mean, um, maybe they reached for two. You know, but Lexi Hole, I think the biggest question for her, from what I've seen, both with my own eyes and other analysts say, is just really her athleticism. She plays hard on the defense, if nothing else, and she's a great shooter. So there's always a chance that, that translates, and you know, finds a rotation spot, Queen is a former teammate of Melissa, if nothing else, there's already a chemistry there. And while she, her offensive game is a bit of a question and there was foul concerns, you know, at at college that will likely translate to the W. Like, you know, you still keep a player that's familiar with your number two overall pick and can play alongside your number two overall pick, if nothing else, because they've done it already. And I think I think their third round picks, especially Amisha, I thought she would go higher because I think she's very talented. I think she could find a way to even if not with the fever, I think getting in this environment, she can definitely find her way onto a roster. And even if it takes, you know, one or two seasons, I think she'll be in the W. Like I think I think they had a good draft. Of course there was those two head scratchers, but what are you gonna do? I mean, that there's always those in the draft. They took Kaiser fourth, and nobody thought she was gonna go for. I mean, really, there's no nobody thought she was gonna go for. So take, you know, it's not anything new for them. It seems kind of like their thing, but it also adds a little bit of intrigue, you know. And I'm I'm okay with that. But again, it's not like they took someone who wasn't even projected.
1: Yeah. So why don't you get a started Bailey on on your hometown team, the the team you're a season ticket holder for. Obviously, like, I don't think there was much question going into the night. I I wanted to question it a lot, but you seem pretty confident. Most people that were analyzing it, did too, that Ryan Howard was going to be the number one overall pick. I think you have to be pretty surprised that they were able to wrap around in the second round and get Nas Hillman, though, as well, right?
0: Yeah. um, I thought Nas was going to go higher, but her in Atlanta, I think, is an exceptional fit really good fit but obviously they took Ryan first easy pick knocked it out of the park I think she has the best face of a franchise potential of this draft I think she has the highest ceiling in this draft and I think she will fit very well with the next generation of the Atlanta dream they do have you know multiple guards already in place and people were talking about having multiple guards but I think she brings elements that not only will fit alongside those guards, but also those guards don't have. And I'm, I'm looking forward to watching her play 18 times, at least this year in person, maybe even more. And then they got Nas at 15, which I thought, like I said, was a really, really excellent sleeper pick. thought she slid a little bit, but you know, I think the biggest question for Nas is where does she line up in the I, I, she was she Corey, you and I talked about it a little bit during the moment, but I thought she was a little taller. That she, yeah, she, I did too. She, and then, she played bigger than she was, but when I saw her next to Ryan, and saw that they're both like actually six two, I was like ooh, because she doesn't necessarily have the perimeter game to go alongside that. So I'm curious to see how she slots in, but her energy and her, you know, just overall kind of toughness and effort will help the dream. That's something that they need. I thought the dream had a strong draft, even though it was um, just two picks. Yeah. What did you think about the dream?
3: Yeah. Like you, you can't complain, right? You get Ryan Howard who everybody kind of thought was the number one pick in the whole draft. And then you get, uh Naz Hillman on the back end. Really, really solid big. Like you can't really have complaints about that. Like you got two great players in the draft. And you get to roll with that and build for your future. Like Yeah, that's really solid. Great draft.
1: Yeah. Chris, any any other thoughts on on that we did like on those players that we made? Because you're I'll say that you watch play the most women's college basketball of all of us. So any thoughts on either of those players? at all. Oh, no,
2: not really. I think I think she definitely slipped further than I thought as well. But at the same time, like Bailey said, she definitely plays bigger than 6'2. So I don't think I think she'll be able to adjust.
1: I also feel like she's like the type that will like truly learn. Like she's she's the type that all they talk about is um like all the grind, putting in all the work and and, and all that stuff. So I, I if anyone's gonna figure it out, I believe in her to do it. So I'm definitely excited to see what they do. My favorite player uh in the draft, I, I've mentioned it multiple times, was Shakira Austin, and I am <laughs> pretty excited to see what she is in Washington. I I, I I like I don't know what to expect, but I thought that because I know that coming in, people were nervous that she had said that she wanted to be more of a of a floor spacer, more of a four, and at least early in her career. Cause she's, she's more ready to be a five right now. And especially on that team, I feel like she's gonna have to be a five out the gate, not necessarily starting. Obviously they have a ton of veterans in front of like in front of her at, all, at both positions. But um, I thought she gave the right answer where she said that she just wants to come in and do whatever is needed. I know that's basic, but for somebody that people were, I remember hearing a lot of like the analysts talk about beforehand, they were nervous about that. The fact that she stomped that out right out the gate gives me hope that she does, she does have the right attitude coming in and She's just a star, man. I, I can't wait to see what she does in Washington. Percy. you and I have talked about her before, but did, do you like that fit for her?
2: Yeah, I really think we just talked about learning with Nas, and I think Shakira has some of the best vets in the league to learn from Yep, and to really make the roster and, and have a good career in the W.
1: Bailey, anything? I know we can talk about Shakira all day, and I'm sure that we will.
0: I, I, what did you, you like that fit as well, right? Love that fit. Absolutely love that fit. I think, you know, Mike T will, will really give her excellent tutelage, but also the bigs that already have on the roster can really help her. And I'm looking forward to how she develops. I think she'll have uh, an opportunity to make the rotation and play consistently first year. And I think given her, you know, play style, I think it'll translate pretty well out the gate. Obviously, she'll have some growing pains. Obviously, she'll have some um, rookie moments. But I think for the most part, it'll translate really well, especially on that team. And I think, you know, we talked last year about them pivoting. And I think this year will be the start of that. But I also think she will be a really good cornerstone piece as part of their next era going forward. For sure.
1: Akil, I'm not going to actually ask you about Shakira. I actually want to get your thoughts on, I'm bouncing around a little bit, because after, after uh, we talked about this going into the draft, but after the top four picks, the top three teams, it, it, that's where it felt like the draft kind of started. I'm going to go all the way to the back end of the draft, to the back end of the first round, to my team. Tell me about Nia Clouton. Tell me why I should be excited that Nia Clouton is on my team.
3: I thought you I thought you'd never ask, man. I thought you would never (laughs) I knew if there's one
1: thing I could tee you up on. It's it's Michigan State Barton.
3: Everybody knows. Um I'm I'm a Michigan State guy. I have a bias. Um it is what it is. I'm go green forever. Um man, I love it. It's a personality trait at this point of my life. But look, we've talked about it ad nauseum about the Connecticut Sun, man. Like They need perimeter shot creation, and they need it desperately. And if there's one thing I know Nia Cloudon is, uh, she's a bucket with a capital bucket. Um, I think she was a 40% three-point shooter last year. Uh, She can score literally anywhere on the floor. Uh, She's tried a little bit more on the defensive end, and she gives up a little bit of size, right, because she's kind of smaller, but she is shifty. Like, she can get to her spots offensively. And the thing is, too, it's, like, the perfect thing about it is you can hide her so well because, like, all Connecticut has is six-foot-six wings around them. Like, she doesn't need to be the best defensive player in the world. Like, you got Dawana, you got JJ and Bree Jones and all of those people there. Like, she'll be fine on that end also. Uh, I'm super excited. Um, Sucks that she has to deal with. One of Corey's favorite players on that roster. Uh, but, you know, it, it is a great fit. Uh, love to see a Michigan State basketball player go 12th because we don't get a lot of them. We don't get a lot of draft picks. Our last one was AP. Uh, I don't know how many years ago that was, but we got another one now. Um, super excited, super happy for her. And, yeah, it, it kind of made a ton of sense. Uh, so love the pick. You You should be excited. She is really good.
1: Yeah, I actually like their draft a lot. I liked adding Nia. I liked adding Jordan Lewis. Uh, and I actually like that they use a third-round pick. I, I know that typically a lot of third-round picks don't necessarily make a huge impact, but I think that taking somebody like Kiki Smith, who is going to miss the entire year, so kind of using it as a redshirt pick, is actually an interesting way to use it because that way you don't have to try to find a roster spot, but you also have that connection there so that through the rehab and through everything like that, they, have, they, they, they mentioned that they were – i mean if she had been healthy they would have looked at her earlier round. so i kind of like that as well um carissa we who is there any other team that really stands out to you that you wanted to touch on in terms of what they did or anything that you really noticed from draft night
2: um yeah but quick question so did they ever say what kiki smith's injury was
1: so on the, I was on the I was in the post game with or the, no, the, the post draft with the Sun last night. they kind of danced around it. They, they basically just said, "Yeah, she is not playing this year." and they didn't really say exactly what it was there. I, I didn't do further research after that. so um, should
3: have followed up Corey. should have followed up. Rose yeah. your hand in the zoom
1: as well as I said to anyone that was I, I actually don't remember which chat I put it in last night, but I was uh, question six, and Kurt Miller only took five questions, so I could not follow up on anything.
3: Oh, yeah
2: they never said it at florida either
1: but that's tough that's a tough look
2: but yeah if she would have been healthy i definitely she she turned florida around that whole program so she definitely would have went higher but um i like what the wings
1: wow, seven. That, it's weird <laughs> saying that but i think i do too
2: yeah I, veronica I, burton
3: yeah it makes sense in theory to me but they have, like, the biggest log jam now of all time in their guard locker room. How many guards do they have now there? Like, eight? Eight of them? They're, so, They're challenging people. L.A. for that.
2: They are. Like, that was my next thing. It's like, okay, but do they compare to L.A.? Because L.A. drafted Keanu Smith.
3: Is it, like, eight to ten? L.A. still up
1: by
0: two? Yeah. <laughs> like, it's,
1: it's wild. But I,
0: uh... I don't know. I'll provide we, some additional insight in L.A. here in a moment. But, like, for but yeah, V.J.
3: VJ stuck in the same spot. Because, uh, like, in theory, like, Veronica Burton would be the perfect guard mm-hmm. to play next to Enrique, right? Like, you can get Arike off the ball. Veronica can handle the point guard role, get people their shots. Really, really strong defender. Mm-hmm. She won Big Ten three times. She won DPOY three times in the Big Ten, I yeah. think, in her college career. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, solid, strong guard defender. Like, you can play that next to Arike, and she could probably handle, like, the tougher guard matchup, get Arike on the Rika guard, like, all of that stuff. But it's just, like, will she play, question mark? And TBD, like, we will see what happens.
0: Very
1: TBD, that's for sure. Well, Kristen, did you want to add more on Veronica Burton, or did you want to let Bailey get in on his on his LA Sparks?
2: Yeah, he can. Well, I can, okay, since we're moving. Um. Okay, uh, Nelson Adota. How
0: do you feel about that? Linder George's finest. <laughs> I mean, I had seen her projected a lot higher to LA. Like, I had seen projections of her at nine. Did not like her at nine. Do not mind her at 19. Oof. Length, height, defense, obviously, offensive consistency and impact is, is a question mark. But I, I didn't mind it too much. She. She kind of grew on me a little bit in the in the in the tournament, just potential wise. Definitely, I would say she's more of a project. We'll need some time to adjust. But defensive minded big, I'm never gonna be opposed to that. And Derrick Fisher values that. It's one of the few things I agree with him on. So so yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not opposed to her. He he actually uh spoke pretty extensively about her. In the, uh, in the post postgame approach draft, pardon me, last night. Because, I, I I mean, I think he and I, myself and a lot of other people that talk about the Sparks thought they knocked the draft out of the park too. And obviously they have, like, it feels like 30 players on roster. But one thing he spoke about with Ray and Kiana Smith in specific is that most people view them as guards – He's used them as forwards, which if you remember, I've talked pretty much about how they have no one between like 5'10 and 6'3 on the roster. They do now. And he was talking about how they bring guard skills, but forward sized, which is something I agree with. So
3: Versatility is a spice of life. Yeah,
0: that's what he was going for in his draft. And then he talked about grabbing Nelson Adota as someone who could bolster the big rotation and bring you know just at least a competitive fire and some defense to it and then he even talked about Amy Atwell who was the first person that I had no idea anything about in the draft and about how her she's competitive and can shoot and whatever. And I, I know, I'll admit it. I still know nothing about her. I was going to look into that. You know, I've been looking into that today, but I still know very little about her, but I thought the sparks had a good draft and then, you know, it kind of aligns with what I had hoped to see them draft because again, that height gap was something. And so (laughs) I, I, I thought the sparks had a good draft, but now they just have so many roster decisions to make. I've seen people throwing out all types of theories on Twitter Amanda's IB getting traded. Taya Cooper getting cut. Britney Sykes getting. I'm just like y'all are really tweaking. Out here. I forgot
3: Taya Cooper was on your basketball team. There's now. no
0: way Taya Cooper gets cut. There's no way Brittany Sykes get traded. I think Amanda could get traded if she isn't if she doesn't want to be off the bench. Does she? Does player. she want to
3: come to Seattle? Maybe.
0: I don't know. You have to ask her. But like people are throwing out some crazy stuff about the sparks i'm just like
2: well i don't think I it's okay to you can't play it safe in the w like you have to continue right. to work like you can't get out to la and think it's a photo and to book this and to book that like you have to play because people are coming in and they're hungry for their spot right. and they have a lot of guards and i mean most of them are are little like so it's
0: yeah, like yeah they are. You
2: have to compete like you just can't oh I've been in the league three years I've been in the league four years it doesn't matter
0: and especially with somebody like Taya who bounced all around in college and things like that like she knows and she's been putting in a lot of work at least on Instagram I've been seeing her in the gym on Instagram a lot I trust that she's working not just for the gram uh, but I saw someone talk about they're gonna like trade Arella or all these things. I'm just sitting here like y'all are really tripping. There's no way we trade a
1: roller. Well, the so, issue is that somebody's gotta go, right? So like you're gonna absolutely you'll, you'll name
0: everybody, but in the roster, I mean, they gotta make some moves. They absolutely do. I don't disagree with that. I know they have to make moves, but I mean, unless somebody comes in and just shows completely out, like I, I don't really expect I don't really expect Taya or Arella or Britt to go anywhere. I I don't want to go too crazy, but like I mean we they got Lexi Brown, but does she make a roster? I signed if Jordan anything, Canada, so she probably be,
2: it's gonna be Jordan or or Lexi Brown. And,
0: yeah, that's what I'm I'm thinking one of those <laughs> two. And then like I hate to like do this, but I really do wonder like if Christy Tolliver comes back. I don't think she's like, she's, she's rostered and on, on, you know, um, contract, but I really do wonder because, you know, she's a little older and the team is a little younger now and she's transitioning into coaching. Like, I really wonder if she comes back or anything like that. I don't know if they could do a buyout or whatever. I've wondered if Sinead comes back because she has so many other bags and, you know, she was hurt a lot last year and just kind of had lingering injuries. So I've wondered about that. Like, obviously I'm not wishing for any of these people to leave if they don't want to leave, but it's also just thoughts that, you know, kind of come up when discussing their future on the roster. So I think things will open up more as, as, as time goes on and it won't be all from team moves, but even then I'm looking at the roster right now, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. I'll say, Nine-and-a-half guards because Ray Burrell is listed as a forward guard on the roster right now. Total. And, and uh, so then you've got one, two, three, four, five, six, seven forwards or centers. So uh, roster crunch is coming. Just don't know what it's going to look like. But but Derek Fisher also spoke about valuing – All twelve roster spots. So I expect him to only remove four. I was just gonna say my hot take for the season coming
1: in. I I I think he's gonna be executive of the year. That I think they're going to be really good this year, and I think he's actually done so much this offseason to reshape that roster that I'm actually pretty excited for them. And I don't like saying nice things about Derek Fisher.
0: I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this. Right, because we all know how I feel about Derek Fisher. Him. As an executive, is actually really good. He's a really yeah. good exec. Yeah, like I cannot deny that. I don't always like his coaching decisions. I don't like his coaching style, but the players like it, and that's what really matters.
3: But him as some... an executive
0: is really, really good. It kind of I reminds
3: it. It kind of reminds me of, and I he doesn't remind me of this person, but if they ever get to a point where maybe next year. Like where they have the thing that just happened to the Celtics with Brad Stevens, where it's like, yo, like you just be a full time exec, and that's us get an actual coach in here. Yeah. Stuff, stuff might be cooking in L.A. Um, yeah, stuff hey man, might you be
0: say cooking. might be. I think stuff is already cooking in L.A. Have you seen this roster? So we we'll, yeah.
1: we'll get into that. We'll get into that more in a couple of weeks because we're going to start doing the team the team previews. And I think Ooh, that can
0: I talk
3: can I talk about a team's draft that I like, not named Seattle.
1: I was gonna say, are you really that excited for Alyssa Funane? No, I'm not. I'm not. Okay.
3: Um, can we talk about Vegas? Because I think yes. they had a real they had a really, really strong draft. Um they got uh from FGCU Kirsten Bell. Mm-hmm. And she's just like a bucket, like a <laughs> super athletic wing. Like you need that always. Uh you can tell that they are moving into more of this like. Let's shoot a ton of threes thing, right? Mm-hmm. Like, they got um the big from Colorado. I am blinking on her name Maya right Holmshead? now. Yes, her. Uh, she can shoot it. Uh, you kind of pair that next to her and Asia. You can kind of play a little more four-out one-in or do whatever you want there. And then they got another guard, too.
2: Pointer. Uh, so, oh, wow, they did make out.
3: Like, they, they 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 were about the action in the draft. Yeah, uh, Becky Hammond, noted executive, she knows what she's doing. Uh, you can tell the blueprints are already there, and there, you know, they got some nice pieces. I, I was a big fan of what they did in the draft.
2: Same. Well, now that you brought it up, because you have Kayla Pointer from LSU, then they also drafted, um,
3: Kirsten Afua. Afua.
2: No, Afua. the other, the other yeah. time.
3: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: A fool yeah. from LSU. So. That's that connection as well, but yeah, dang, they did really good.
0: Yeah, and they got. I remember, I got a kick out of people talking about the nepotism with the Kayla Pointer pick, because that's Nikki Fargas' niece, and I oh. thought that was hilarious. But I do think that's a good pick. I like Kayla Pointer, and you know, a lot of people talk about Vegas' guard depth, but they ain't getting no younger. I mean, they're not old, but they are not still young by W standards, still young by life standards, not by W standards.
1: And it's also by like, life. it's important to have that guard depth though too, right? Because it's not like last year where you were playing two and then like going super big, like you, right. you want multiple ball handlers and shooters on the court at all times in this system. So I
0: love it. Yeah, and Holly said is widely regarded as one of the, maybe the best shooting forward one in the draft. And so. I don't I know, was- man,
3: we, we got, uh, from NC State, she's a forty-one no. percent three-point shooter. No, uh, what's I, I think Shed shot like forty percent. It's Kunane. Kunane? Yeah. All I'm saying is, like, I read that she was a forty-one percent three-point shooter last year. That's all. Like, apparently, she can shoot it. If there's one thing
1: she can do,
2: Chris, do you like do you like I'm not a fan.
1: I knew Bailey wasn't, so I wanted to ask you.
2: I'm not a fan. She. She could have she could have done a lot more. Friends, she I mean she took NC State to where they needed to go, but she's let me down plenty of times in games.
1: I feel that it's yeah. like where um, are you
2: at on the bench with fouls?
1: Uh, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna really touch on Minnesota or Phoenix too much because they didn't have a first, they didn't have a first. They they I, I don't necessarily hate what they did, but I feel like those are teams that we'll get into more when we do like the team previews. If we want to touch on that briefly, uh, and then. The only other team we haven't touched on yet is New York. I, I like the. I think they came in with a, a noted goal of getting some sort of size to to kind of focus on, and I like bringing in Niara Rassolli. I, I know that there's the injury concerns there, but if if she's right, man, I, I think she could be awesome there. Uh, I like trading for. Is it Kubai? Is that how you pronounce uh, her last name, or is it is it actually?
2: Oh yeah, Lurella.
1: Yeah, Lurella from Georgia. And then, uh, yeah. Sika Kone, who I, I was kind of surprised that she slid all the way to the third round. I know that she was projected by a lot to be a chance in the first because I think she was the youngest player in the draft. I think she's 19. So um, I thought the first draft was interesting. I don't know I don't know what exactly they're like. It, it's a lot of like home run swings, but I think if even one of them connects, then that, that ended up very well for them. Chrissy, do you agree with that? Yeah, for sure. All right, cool, guys, guys. Anything else to add on on them or anybody that we anybody else?
0: Um, <laughs> who, who who was the biggest slipper to y'all? Like who oh, fell that's the a first? Good
2: question.
1: I thought Nas was a top five pick. I understand the size is a question, but I was stunned that she was in the second round. So that's my that's my answer.
0: Okay.
2: I'm going with Nas as well, um, because everyone else, like Kunain they had her pretty high too, but I mean, I wasn't going for that. So I think Nas as well. I was very, I was like 15. That's crazy. Akil, who
0: you got? Um. T- I mean, like, just off
3: the strength of, like, where she was projected to, like, where she ended up drafting, like, Kanane has to be in the conversation, and I get, like, Carissa's reservations about her as a basketball player, but, like, just strictly off of where she was supposed to go, mm-hmm. where she ended up, that probably classifies as a big slip, <laughs> Um. so, yeah, that'd probably be, like, one that comes
1: off the stri- top of the dome for me.
2: Okay. It does. It is a, it's a good take.
1: All right. Well, that about, that about does it on the draft. Uh, we our bracket is going to be moving into the finals sometime this week. Uh, Brittany Griner did move in, in the one matchup. We haven't actually, I, I don't think you, I don't know if you guys noticed this yet, but the other one ended in a tie between Asia and Candace Parker. So we're going to be running another one day pull. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> what? Yeah. 50, 50, right down the middle, man. In so this economy?
3: Uh, Asia versus know, Candace Parker?
1: So we we are doing a. I'm gonna after, after we, and we drop the pod tomorrow, right after the pod drops, I'm gonna do a 24 hour. That's, that's sickening.
0: Akil, I don't know why you're surprised. I'm surprised Candace didn't wash. Oh my,
1: that's that's <laughs> sickening. In this Akil, One obviously. thing you'll realize is that, and it's something that I've realized the more that we've done these and other content that we do. Our our following is drowning <laughs> in Chicago Sky fans. So yeah, I don't know why. I don't know why we the don't, we don't we talk, like we call them other than Chris, it's not even like we talk all that nice about them, but what are we gonna do?
3: Literally, all last year, we called them like frauds and like we got the biggest <laughs> fandom for them. Basically, that's crazy, dog.
0: Also, uh, sorry to interrupt, it was just reported that last night's draft was the most watched since 2004 with 403,000 viewers on ESPN. Well, that's good.
1: I mean, you love the growth
0: sucks they have to watch that though. i was about to say it's it, and they chose the worst night to put out a terrible product and they will not exactly. come
2: back and you know what i think it's because it's literally the college game like people are invested that's why the w has to just they have to do such a better job because we're so invested in the college game that of course you want to follow these people to the w but then we're at the w and it's like this is trash yeah, not trash you but you
3: know hey, the, mom- Let's the be moment the moment the moment the W <laughs> figures out how to get the carryover from the college fans, then uh, it's a wash. Like it's over. Yeah, it's rest in peace to the competition. Absolutely, for sure. But um, yeah,
1: other than that, uh just kinda, so next later this week we're gonna have another interview coming out, and then starting next week we're going to be doing our 2022 season previews. We're Tackle them four teams at a time. So, uh, next week we will be talking about the four teams that did not make the playoffs last year. So, get excited to hear more about the Indiana Fever, the Washington Mississippi Jesus Christ. and the L.A. Sparks. Uh, I think that that'll actually I be might
3: act- of- that will that, actually be the fun one to talk about out of everything else. that's um, a yeah. hater. Huh?
0: Such a hater, man. All these teams are fun. Ugh. Fun. If nothing else.
1: Indiana got a lot more fun last night. I know that that was your
3: but actually that is true. They did they did do well in the drafting.
1: For that's sure. what I'm saying. Like so, like Atlanta's gonna be fun. I, I don't know if they're gonna be good, but like I, I give me Ryan and Ari and Nas all day. Like that's gonna be a ton of fun. To oh
3: Ari, yeah. Actually, no. Atlanta could be fun too. That's what I mean. Like I mean,
1: even if they're bad teams, like nothing
3: there's nice. still something yeah. to watch. Actually, I might be them. in.
0: I might be in on them. You're being an elitist hater, but what is those new?
3: Uh, I'm actually in on. I'm actually in on them now. That's cool. That's there we that. go.
1: We got there. Uh, Did
0: you say you're all in? Jesus Christ. Anyway,
1: that does it this week for Rebel Edition. Uh, oh, I
3: didn't get to talk about Avina Westbrook. I'm actually, that's like the one person I was excited that Seattle got.
0: Well, then we Avina will get Westbrook.
1: into that in a couple weeks whenever we preview Avina Westbrook.
3: Seattle. All right, Why man.
0: you take notes?
2: I'm glad you're excited, though, Akil. I like
0: her. Avina,
3: Avina Westbrook's good.
2: She is.
0: My oh, hot well. take was that she should have gone before Christian Williams, but Undergrad. that's not
2: a hot take at all from a Yukon fan that's not a hot take
0: cool. there we go sounds
1: like you got a good one Kale. but we will discuss that in the coming it. weeks on Rebel Edition